oracle within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flatters himself with his own eyes, and he finds out his iniquity. And when he hates, the words of his mouth are wickedness and deceit. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. He devises wickedness on his bed, and sets himself in a way that is not true. He does not look for evil. Your mercy, O Lord, Righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep, O Lord. You preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the goodness of the house, and you give them strength for their pleasures. For you is the fountain of life, and your life seed life. O oh, continue your Righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. Therefore, the workers of iniquity have fallen, and have been cast down, and God gave them no rights. 
Let fire falls come shake the ground with the sound of revival. Let heaven roll and fire falls come shake the ground with the sound.
Father, that's where we come this, this morning. We come to your cross to remember you, remember the work that you've done for us, remember your great love for us. And Father, as we continue to worship you and celebrate the life that we have in you, we remember communion. Father, I pray you would touch our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a seat. Um, you yeah, awesome opportunity this morning to do communion together. And, um, we've been studying through uh, some unique um, passages of Scripture in the book of Revelation. And um, I point that out because when you're talking about where we are at on, on, in, in the book of Revelation, when you're talking about the judgment of God and that, that aspect of of God, um, you, we have to see that it's not separate from the grace and the mercy and the love that Jesus demonstrated by giving his life on the cross for us. First of all, he answers, he asks uh, a question. He says in verse 1 of Isaiah 53, Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been in other words, God's made himself known to the, to the Hebrew people, and we know that they were chosen by him. But we also know that there was a promise of the Messiah, the Savior, given, and it would come through the line of David. And, and, and it's such a wonderful message, and, and Isaiah grasped this, and, and God's speaking to him, and he's kind of like, man, who's going to believe this wonderful thing, this amazing, miraculous, glorious Thing, this, this, this gift that we receive from God in His Son, Jesus Christ, and the work that He would do. And then He goes on to share this prophecy, this wonderful, unbelievable, hard to understand in, in the sense of, of, of grace isn't something you can understand necessarily on an intellectual level. You can, but it really doesn't take hold until it enters your heart and you become a recipient of that grace. And this is what Isaiah is really talking to us about when this prophecy is God has given to him. And he says, about the coming Messiah, says, he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised. He was not esteemed, and we did not esteem him. Surely, and here's here's the, the the miraculous thing: he took upon he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him as stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought peace was upon him. The punishment that brought our peace was given to him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
And that's where we see at the cross this awesome picture, this awesome working of grace and justice all at the same time. How can God be a gracious God and yet be a just God all at the same time, giving us what we deserve, but yet giving us forgiveness, absolving us of our sin? And we see the fulfillment of this in the words of Isaiah, but the manifestation of it on the cross, because every last bit of judgment and punishment that you and I deserve was poured out upon Jesus Christ. God just didn't look and go, okay, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to give you what you deserve for your sin. Jesus stepped in and said, I will take it on your behalf, on my behalf. And so because Jesus willingly took what he did not deserve, we freely receive what we don't deserve. The forgiveness, the grace, and the mercy of God. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul sums it up and he said, God made him Jesus, our Savior, our Messiah, our King, he who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him... So that in him, we might become righteousness. Father, we thank you, God, that because of your offering, because of your sacrifice, that you now see us as righteous. Because Jesus gave his righteousness to us. And he took our sin upon him. And Lord, as we remember this this morning, help us, God, to see that there truly is a cost for our sin that you willingly take. And Father, may our hearts be filled with love and gratitude as we again remember you through this time of communion where we take the bread and we take the juice as it reminds us of your body that was broken and your blood that was spilled and the new covenant that we have in you, a covenant based upon the work that you've done for us. And Father, as we continue to worship you, I ask, Lord, that our, our hearts sing praises and thankfulness for what you've done. Amen. We're going to have the ushers come forward and they're going to pass out the bread to you. We're going to worship the Lord together. And, and when you get it, just hang on to the bread because we're going to partake together. At the end of the song, um, I'll, I'll direct you in that way. So if the ushers want to come forward and... Uh, Oh,
says, for I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we remember you. We remember the sacrifice that you made. We remember, God, that your body was scourged and, and beaten. Lord, how you took the nails and hung upon the cross. And you did it, Father, so that we could have life and so that we could be with you. God, we are grateful and we're so thankful for the life that you've given us in you. Father, we again this morning our lives to you and again tell you that we love
goes on and says, in the same manner, Jesus also took up the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Will you stand with me? Guys, he's coming back. And that's the amazing thing that we celebrate this morning is not only that our Savior died on the cross for our sins, but we know that he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And he showed himself to be alive, proving that the sacrifice that he made on our behalf is acceptable to the Father in heaven. And it gives us this assurance today as we hold this cup in our hand and remember the blood that was spilt and the new covenant that we have that because of the work that Jesus did, because of the grace that God's given to us, no matter how disgusting our sin is, that we've been forgiven. And there's a day when Jesus is coming back. The Bible tells us that the sound of the trumpet, in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be caught up together to join him in heaven. And then forever we will be by his side. Father, we thank you for this time of remembrance where we can sing praise and rejoice in the salvation that we have, in this new life that we've been given. And Father, when we put this life into that perspective, God, there's nothing that can take away the joy of our salvation. So Father, I pray if there's anyone here this morning who's struggling with the burdens of this life, with the cares of this life, with the weight of this world, I pray, Lord, as you said, you are... You who are heavy laden, come to me and lay your burdens down so that you may find rest. I pray, Lord, for those people that they would find rest in you. In Jesus' name, amen.